Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Into the Neuroverse presents Sort your brain out Baby, sort your brain out It's crazy, sort your brain out And let the sun shine in Sort your brain out Lady, sort your brain out It's crazy, sort your brain out don't let the bad guys win. Sort your brain out, sort your brain out, mate. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Into the Neuroverse, um, the Sort Your Brain Out episode. Why do we have? Why do I have two podcasts, Andrew? I, I like it. I you like it? Um, yeah, constant variety. You never know what to expect. You, it's like Russ Abbott's Funhouse, isn't it? You don't know what character is going to pop up. That's a that's, <laughs> that's a, a reference. That's a reference afraid. wasted on you. <laughs> oh God! I knew about um, Tom Robinson Band earlier, though. I was you quite did. Proud of that. Yeah, you did. Wow. Is that, is he quite an inspiration, Tom Robinson? I do really like um, his stuff. I've got I've got the Power in the Darkness album. Um, but yeah, the all Power of... in the Darkness. Yeah, that's a good. That's good, isn't it? It's a weird one. I don't know if you know much about his... Not really. I only know he did Sing If You're Glad To Be Gay. Yeah, so he... He was gay. He was. Although he... Well... He is? He's now married to a woman, so I think he's bisexual, but... Sure. Very proudly uh, identified as gay during okay. the time, right? And yeah, all of his all of his songs are like, uh, you know, uh, glad to be gay. The government's yeah. awful. Very socialist, communist. And Is then, the one called the government's awful? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> but um, then he's got two four six zero. Oh, Two, four, motorway. six, eight. Motorway, yeah. Oh, is it motorway? I thought you said never too late. No, it's motorway, yeah. Motorway. He's just talking about the motorway. Yeah, it's, and that's like one of his biggest hits. It's like on all the sort of dad albums, you know? Oh, I like that, because he's changing the system from the inside. <laughs> he's getting into those drive time guys. Yeah. It's like Queen were quite like that, weren't they? And if you play it backwards, it's actually the Communist Manifesto. <laughs> Wonderful. How many times have you read the Communist Manifesto now? Never. Never? Oh, you must. Have you? No. no. <laughs> <laughs> of course, no one has. Um, but we just had a chat with Joe Wells, mm-hmm. who you knew mm. quite well, which slightly put me on edge. <laughs> I was like, okay, is this a prank? <laughs> Is this podcast I've created? No, I'm very paranoid today, aren't I? I think I got my coffee order wrong. Mm. I did too much coffee. How oh, do you have like a double shot or something? I've gone into you have one when I get up, and then it's and then six hours later because apparently caffeine lasts for six hours, mm. and if if I deviate from that, it can go very wrong. Interesting. Very interesting, isn't it? But I was fine. I was good, wasn't I? You I were, talked yeah. a bit about foreskins and stuff, which you're, mm-hmm. you're going to hear in a minute. I quite enjoyed that. Yeah, but I was... I was I, I, Joe is a wonderful comedian, isn't mm-hmm. it? Let's talk about Joe. That's what this is about. Yeah, sorry. We never got round to that. So Joe's a brilliant comedian who is autistic and talks about it in his set. Yes. To great aplomb. <laughs> what a beautiful phrase. Uh, he's just done Edinburgh, mm-hmm. doing a show brilliantly called King of the Autistics. Obviously, I didn't get round to talking about that. You know, one thing I realised as as he was talking, answering a question that I'd ask him, I'd be thinking, 
oh, I'm not talking about myself much, am I? <laughs> I sort of rem- <laughs> remind myself internally, no, th- that's not the idea mm. we're meant to be hearing from Joe. And we did, didn't we? We did. So I hope you enjoy it. Go see Joe Wells. And uh, and I hope it gives you some little little bit of hope and comfort if you're one of the many misshapes. Oh, that's a nice friend. That was really good. Mm. Uh, towards the end of the podcast, that will make a lot of sense. That will make more reference. sense. Yeah. Okay. Thought your brain out, thought your brain out, mate. Hello, Joe. Hello. Hello, thank you for coming you. on the show. Joe, I want to You've say enjoyed could... your almond croissant? It was wonderful, yeah, I've made a real Caused mess a lot of mess some. everywhere. I know. I've made more mess Ate than like you. an absolute dog. Um, well, there's a few, there, there are a few, but I've managed to cover oh, it with the book. Oh, you them with your yeah, fancy yeah. book. Collins Creations. This is what my, my mother-in-law bought me this, Andrew, Collins Creations. I think I love it. I'm about the, seven. For the listeners, there is. Collins. It's, what, what do you call is that it made pen? Is it gel, or, that's not it's beautiful, pen, isn't it? She bought it me quite a while ago. Um, from a marketplace, I think. It's, I don't know, it's like a gel pen, isn't it? There's a dragon, and it says Collins Creations. I like that. That's amazing. The dragon like is burning that. down a, a castle. It's attacking the castle in much yeah. the way I, you know, defy sort of orthodox thought. <laughs> <laughs> is that the sort of thing, the telling of... Uh, that's the idea of this show, really. Um, but what were you going to say? You were about to say something. Oh, I wanted to know what the podcast was, so I listened to the Toby Williams episode... <laughs> I still don't know what it is. No, that's fair <laughs> but enough. But I enjoyed it a lot. It's very, very funny. Oh, thank you, Joe. Well, the idea... So I've got this podcast called Into the Neuroverse. Yes. Which is I, I've, quite a classic ADHD thing, I suppose, and very classic me thing. Mm. I've ended up making it more than one thing. I can't even right. just settle on what the podcast is. So it's called Into the Neuroverse, and it's me on my journey discovering neurodiversity. Mm. Half of it is me just chatting into a microphone and... As we talked earlier, creating a cult that gives me lots of money is the dream. Yep. And then, but a nice one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then the, <laughs> a nice, even-handed cult. And then the other one is to uh, um, chat to people I I like and admire, and also which one am not, I? Uh, oh, it's like and admire. Oh, I see. I've got to like wow, you and admire you. Oh, my God. God, do you know? I thought it was one or the other. My daughter's got very into Minecraft. And um, on the Switch, that's a nightmare. I have to keep logging her in because you put parental controls on, don't you? I, you I don't have children, but you, well, you feel you should. And now I think, yeah. you know, I feel like they've deliberately made What's it hard. in Minecraft that they need parental controls for? I don't, it? well, because she's, she wants to get where they're, it sounds fun. They sort of have to get challenged to build a thing right and so she's talking to these people and they, they're oh, but i don't right. she's talking to them but it's very okay i don't want it to have i want it to go away i want yeah. to go back in time and not give her a switch for mm. her birthday but um you have to sign into microsoft and then sign into it um another thing something else what is it then in sign into nintendo and then it keeps going off and you have to sign in again and out again and again it's horrendous that sounds it's awful. horrendous why did I tell you that? Yeah, sorry. Where did that... Like, that's... Very, I'm so sorry. Even within the context of ADHD, that was a real non-sequitur, <laughs> wasn't it? <laughs> wasn't it? But the... So we're... Uh, so the idea is I'm trying to sort my brain out, which oh, I realise is also quite offensive. you're going into. Is that... Was that Could the, be. Could well be. Could you know, someone... Someone has created the entire universe in, in Minecraft. The universe? Not well. The, the known universe. universe. Wow. And it took them two months. And it's detailed. Wow, it's how detailed! Isn't it? Really detailed. I mean, presumably it hasn't got every. It's, it's got every person on the planet. I don't know. He's got like the whole it's universe. The He's done it. He's just done it. <laughs> God, it's probably he must be neurodiverse, mustn't he? Is that uh, offensive to say that? <laughs> I, I think Minecraft is quite common amongst the. Uh, it probably, yeah, yeah. It's probably a very helpful tool. They mm. must have made billions. Well, Pete Warnby wrote a book about. Um, 
special interests, and Minecraft was one of them. Oh, Minecraft and Lego, yeah. What's your, what would you say is your main special? In- Sorry, I'm jumping ahead a lot. But no, do you no, have a particular special interest? Would you say mine all turn out to be problematic? Okay. Because <laughs> <laughs> there was a, uh, when I was a teenager, yeah. it was Marilyn Manson. Oh, it was Marilyn Manson. About Marilyn Manson, I probably. My uh, CD collection when I yeah, was 14. CD collection, more like. Yeah. Very been, I'd say, 80% Marilyn Manson. Oh, it was a sizable collection, but I had That's every a lot of, I didn't know he did... How many, how many CDs did he do? Well, at that point, he had four albums, and so, I probably owned about... So you had six albums. 40 CDs oh, wow. of albums, because that was when you don't... Do you remember there was a period where everything had a dance remix, even Marilyn Manson's yeah, yeah. CD? Yeah, yeah. Be... trying to get Andrew to do one of these. <laughs> That'd but, be yeah. amazing, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just as chatting about Manson. Yeah. <laughs> you, buy, you buy the double CD, sometimes three CDs of a single. Yeah. So every okay, album yeah. would have two or three singles. I'm thinking singles. Tori Amos, Gotta Be Big, that one. Gotta Be Big, do you remember that? No. Gotta Be Big. <laughs> Tori Amos was a very gentle, folky woman to right, be turned yeah, into yeah. a dance remix, but they did it. <laughs> You, they threw the, down the gauntlet you know that, and they that did Fugees it. That song that samples Enya. Yeah. You know what I mean? Just imagine the meeting where that was. Who's I like it when that? they do that because Enya's like, to me, is quite a. It's not to be offensive to Enya, but quite tasteless in that sort of. Yeah. Do you know? Or, now, nowadays, to be honest, nowadays I'm quite. Fugees, I like everything. Like, like, yeah, like exactly. Enya's quite sort of like. Something your mum played in the car, sort of. Yeah. Thing. Not yeah. my mum, but. A more traditional one. I like mum. the idea that Lauren Hill was was listening to Enya and her dad. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's a bit like Eminem using Dido. Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. Lovely. Where else will they get? And oh. latterly, Elton John. Latterly, Elton yeah. John. Yeah. Well, he, when he was accused of homophobia, um, he was like, "I'm not homophobic." Here's Elton John singing the Dido part of Stan, and he did it live with Elton John. I, I mean that. When you listen back to Eminem, that does it he for was me. Homophobic, wasn't yeah. it? <laughs> <laughs> Like at the time, it was like just because I think the sort of there was a period. This is a massive detail, but there was a period where like the de- there were so many like scare stories about musicians that like, everyone was mm. like, and my sort of default was always to be on the side of the musician. Like that was like the cool young people. Like yeah, Eminem's actually really clever. You just don't get it. And you listen yeah. back to it now and go, nah, it's just really unpleasant. A lot of really not stuff. a nice guy. I don't remember as a nice guy or not, well, but I well, thought that music was really unpleasant, wasn't it? The one oh, where yeah. he's like killing his wife and like there's no real why is why is that? Why is that being made? Yeah. Who is it well, it's empowering bad it's empowering bad ideas, isn't it? It's not a nice I don't I don't think but yeah. He, yeah. I, I was know. I think he's you know shit. What? That's that I'm a big hip hop fan. I, I think Eminem is shit. So hip hop is are you a big hip hop fan? Yeah, That's yeah. in my ADHD tower. <laughs> Of right. things I don't have a tower, but you know, a pile of things that I need to get to. Mm. One of them's hip hop. Right, <laughs> it's, it's been like 30, oh, thirty-five years. Me now. and Andrew went to see Pusha T. Did you? Yeah. I don't yeah. know who that is. He's uh, Pusha T, Pusha Ton, Pusha Ton. That shit that makes your nose run. That guy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that guy. He was a drug dealer for a bit in the nineties, and then he's made a career out of rapping about it. And he pushes T. He push. What's I don't what, know, is, what, what is pushing? What's push a ton? Push, push a, ton a ton of, 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 of crack. Do you know where yeah. I'm almost into it? So my special interest is superhero comics, which is right. awful. It makes me feel sick. But that <laughs> is well, as much as Marilyn Manson, I guess, could do. Well, yeah. no, I guess Marilyn as far Manson as we know, Superman's never done man, anything. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Superman's pretty holy guy, really. If anything, he's the best of us. But um, but there is that convergence of like the Wu Tang Clan and comic books. Yeah, I think that's the closest yeah. I've got. Almost drew me with in. The, with the mask and... Um, yeah. That, yeah. That's pretty cool. And D- yeah. Doctor Doom stuff. And there was... Yeah. 
But that, but I need to get into hip hop. Is that because hip hop is? Is so there a point big, where it's too it, late? I'm like a big fan of it. Yeah, like it's so it's so big. You know, um, I feel so sort of old and British to not understand hip hop that I never did it. Do you know what I mean? And it's the when it it's best. It's the best thing in the world. Oh, I've, I've heard it and loved it. Other music. You know? I've been thrilled by it, mm. but I've never quite got into it. I'm okay, well let's yeah, yeah. come back in a year. We'll see how we yeah. got on. <laughs> there we go. All right, we haven't got to the show yet. No, this is preamble. <laughs> a lot of my um, work in progresses are going like this at the minute. Right. right. Just, so I've made a virtue of it, mm. which is is good. Actually, that is a good segue. So that's what I want to talk about. You, Joe. Yes. Is um, the idea of this show is sort your brain out, mate. Yes. Which is taken from this awful man that I knew who once said to his son in front of me, sort your life out, mate, wow. <laughs> which was a very unpleasant moment. And he's How one of the... the son? I, I th- well, he was older than me, but I think he was probably eight, 16, I think, 16. I was at a kid at the time. Is, is your... He said it in such a sort of like... I think it was a moment where he was having a pot... He was being funny or something like that. You know, and a dad who comes in... I don't. I mean, my dad wasn't like this. He was a very nice guy, my dad. But mm. they come in and deliberately sort of put them down in front of everyone else. Yeah. Anyway, this man, I won't say who he is, but this man has almost become like a sort of force in my brain. You know, you have the voices that are <laughs> you like... You saw that, that's so inspiring. The voices that put you down. <laughs> yeah. Thing. Um, so I always think of him, so I'm trying to turn it around into <laughs> mm. sort your brain out. He, he's one of the voices yeah, when yeah. I feel like I'm being... Um, useless because of neurodiversity i hear that voice going sort your brain out or sort you sort your life out mate mm. and so i'm trying to flip it so it becomes a positive my, thing does that make sense be yourself people say right. be yourself in a sort of like yeah well, often the subtext that is like just relax and worry about yeah it. yeah yourself, like you're fine like um but being yourself in a sort of meaningful way you yeah know, sort of reclaiming be yourself yeah because that's what you're doing with well so you out. saying that being yourself can be like a really weird as in yourself could be quite an odd be yourself could look really does it mean like, you're like tight and like and wanting to follow rules and um, be yourself when people say i oh, just be yourself it yeah means yeah relax just chill out and fight, yeah it does you know? doesn't it yeah. but being yourself might be um being a bit more sort of ordered and regimented and that might be who yourself is and that's okay yeah or sort of jumping up and down or something for me or something mm. do you know what I mean but, yeah, yeah. but I, I find um that phrase be yourself that's one of the ones I hated as, a, as an actor when I started out mm. I still find it now I think I've got people to people say that of actors and that's not what acting is oh it's You're horrible to be someone else that's, that's I went, one so, when, so I went to Manchester Met drama school mm. and a lot of my mates got these big London agents right. and I didn't and felt dreadful Hmm. Suffice to say, I've very much beaten them yeah, all now. Yeah. But, no, no, <laughs> but, uh, but I, um, I end up with this quite odd Manchester agent at the end. But I, d- I did have to go down to see this... I went down to see this London agent, and it was the worst. It was a very Simon Cowley experience in that it was like his, his mansion. It didn't go creepy, but as in like... <laughs> and I had to go in and sit, and I just couldn't sit. Hmm. Like, I didn't know how to sit. I kept crossing my leg, and he goes... He said something like, you're an actor, be confident. And I was like, oh, fuck, this is horrible. It just got worse and worse and mm. worse. But I remember people at the time, before it, I was freaking out about going to this thing and everyone was going, just be yourself. And I came away going, no, I shouldn't be myself. Do you know what I mean? I tried to be myself, but I realised myself was, like, terrified <laughs> <laughs> and really unsure of how to behave. So in a way, myself, in a way, I don't know. I don't know. That was a long time ago, but maybe it would have been better to mask in that situation. I don't... I, 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 I we're jumping know. ahead yeah. quite a lot there, aren't that we? Is, yeah, I, I think that broadly speaking, um, being yourself and being true to yourself, for me, has has brought about merits. You know, yeah. I've been doing comedy for a while. It's only in the past few years that things have 
gone well for me. Oh, it has. And for... a big part of that is because I've sort of gone. Well, let's let's. I've learnt more about myself, and I've lent into being myself more. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. I I feel that Certainly now. Sound of authenticity as well. In the mean. last, literally, well, I got my ADHD diagnosis a year mm. ago, and then I've been exploring that. And literally in the last year or two, I felt that a lot more. Um, I think, do you, you know what I was doing? I think I was being myself, actually trying to be that person that I thought, <laughs> I, I was trying to be the person that I thought being myself should be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? I so I wasn't actually really being myself. Thing, yeah, yeah. I guess, yeah. Yeah. It's funny that, like, it's such, like, a sort of turn-off in comedy. You're somebody who sees sort of older club comics uh-huh. who are really nice and gentle backstage, and then yeah. they go on and do this, like... And horrible stuff yeah yeah and i just feel like it's it's like oh you know it, it, on one level is is but it's, it's not it's not that i think that they shouldn't do that material as, as such but it's it's that like um it's just not being true to themselves you know and and there's a, a few yeah. sort of older club comics who i think are very thoughtful people but then do stuff that's not as thoughtful and it, it just i think why not bring yourself to it that's what's exciting so with the sorting your brain out aspect yes. of this what i i saw and am i with in love with you, there's lots I love with you, Joe. But Thank seeing you. you on stage at the Comedia, so weirdly I still have this thing, and probably with those club Did comics. Did you see me there? I saw you there before you were on. I got there. I was on after you. I think I oh, got there and the you were on. Media, because we yeah. were in the bath. Never mind. Sorry. Oh no, I didn't I see you. Thanks, I had to shoot yeah, off. I How was it? Was it all right? It was you know, it, a bit of a I weird think, gig, like, wasn't for it? All of us. Yeah, it was fine. It was fine. It was fine. <laughs> Do you get when? Okay, ah, there's so much to talk about. But but watching you and talking about your autism mm. and in a very, oh, how can I say it? it just it, it, I just love the way you got them on side and almost immediately. I was rewatching a little clip of you, um, your sort of intro where you talk about the vaccine. You got the vaccine gag hmm. and all that. I, don't... I think every autistic comic's got a vaccine joke. Have they? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but um, luckily, there's not enough of us for it to become a, a cliche. Yeah, fine. Well, I find that with the ADHD thing. So I've started talking about ADHD, and the ADHD gag is always like, oh, yes, yeah, so I've got ADHD. So the thing about ADHD is, oh, look, flamingos. That's the kind of gag, isn't it? That yeah, but that's does. often just your route in, isn't it? Yeah. Your comedy is like. I'm trying to not do that to avoid <laughs> doing that because everyone's yeah. doing it. But sometimes that opens a door, and then you can talk about things in a more meaningful sure. way, I think. So, yes, no, that's true, isn't it? And well done, those comedians who do that. I'm not trying to suggest (laughs) they're in any way hack. But, um, no, I... I, I, So I go to the Comedia, even, which is in Brighton and a lovely, relaxed... Wonderful, yeah. Generally relaxed, isn't it? Mm. But I still go in and I stand at the back and I immediately think, oh, God, they're all going to hate me. These people are just going to hate me, right? And I guess this Mm. goes to the being yourself thing because I'm still struggling to be myself on stage. I really feel... Because I don't get that i don't get nervous before gigs generally like, right unless it's like you know something that's like a really big deal yeah um, or someone in you know something like that but yeah there must be so every gig do you feel like that you feel like oh, I hope well gonna... i've got these two competing voices mm. one itch one which is like it's fine um it'll be fun and one which is just um these people are gonna like actually kill you <laughs> like like as in they're gonna storm the stage right and like rip me to pieces obviously i know that's not true but it's like they're battling in my head and and it, it's it's like but it's also like the adhd thing again i go on i go i don't think i've got enough material for this <laughs> and then yeah. i always do five ten minutes longer than i meant to <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> quite easily <laughs> before i well like today like before i even got to the topic or the main yeah. sort of thrust of it so you don't do you was there a point, though, where um, 
but but anyway well i mean i had anna man my character and then other characters before that which really was like wearing a thing hmm. like putting a thing on uh, an armor um which i guess wasn't that dissimilar to those club comics like you say they feel like they're going out to battle you know and they've got to put on this persona yeah, but there was an authentic, um, authenticity to anna man yeah there was they got more so and it was like i was coming through yeah. weirdly like a little my image in my, my head was a penis that's <laughs> i was trying to think of a nice image but i just imagined a penis oh coming through right i see so, so, sorry, so let's really talk through this it's gone very so. cronenberg <laughs> so anna man was like what, so you foreskin? shouldn't and you were... anna man was like this big fat foreskin over, right over my career and as you became erect i'm slowly Colin Holt emerging through there that's yeah beautiful, ironically yeah. i'm circumcised Right. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, I didn't intend for any of that. I just want everyone listening to know I didn't intend for any of that. But what a lovely image they've got in their head right yeah, now. Yeah. Very Cronenberg esque. Yeah, yeah. Would we like to see that? Now, once you've had an idea, <laughs> I feel like once you've had an idea, like when I'm writing a script or something, and I think of something, I think, no, I can't say that. And I think, no, I've had the idea, I have to put it in. And then maybe get it rid of it later. Right. Would you like to see that? Would movie? I like to see Anna Man as a foreskin? And then you... Is that how uh, I should have ended my show? <laughs> yeah. We went years ago... Me, just you poking just out. Just coming through, going, yeah. Ironically. Oh! Just like, <laughs> ironically, I don't really know how they work. <laughs> I, I, was, I was five when I got rid of them. Right. I don't... It's a bizarre idea to me. Is it? I don't know why that would... Why you'd want one of those. <laughs> I, if I... I'd just get rid of them straight away. But anyway, yeah... I did once do um, a show in my old double act and we used to do, funnily enough, like a theatre group and we did this fake play and on we were doing just work in progress at Latchmere in Clapham. Do you ever been in that one? They used to do like work in progress. No, I've been to Clapham. What so do you I think? We like yeah. it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Good, good, good place, parking. right? Yeah, a lot yeah. of fun. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of, lot of bars and stuff. Mm. But the, for some reason they had a like a painting that was like a rubber t- sort of cross with a hole in it. Does that make sense? Like two sheets of rubber just crossed over. Right. So there was a gap. So you could put your face through it. Put your face through it. Oh. And then we reenacted me being born, <laughs> coming through this thing. Oh. It's one of the best things we ever did. But we never thought to like, oh, let's make that for the show then. We just did it that once and then never went back to it. Yeah. Anyway, but I think this foreskin thing is good. And I think we should definitely put it in a, in mov- a movie we make yes. <laughs> one day. <laughs> But yeah, I came. I'm coming out. I'm I'm shedding the foreskin of man. Right. Yeah. If you like. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 
I do think I'm autistic, hmm. which I feel weird saying and feel weird. Uh, basically, by the end of the next 20 minutes, I want you to just diagnose yes or no, basically. If that's <laughs> but I think right. that's an interesting thing that people but, feel weird saying, don't they? Because that is like because we're so wedded to the medical model of like uh-huh. it's an illness. Yeah. And uh, so the reason, and I'm not, I'm not saying you, like, I'm not saying it's wrong that you feel weird about it, but I think the reason we may feel weird about it. I mean, the because... foreskin thing's an illness, isn't it? That's yeah, not, I mean, that's, that's weird. Not normal. You felt fine saying that, didn't yeah. you? Yeah. <laughs> I didn't actually. I regret, I kept going because I was trying to get out of it. Right, but okay. I, thought, I felt more is less, weirdly. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, carry on. Yeah, but people think with the, um, Sorry, what are you saying? I, I think people are very wedded to the medical model. I think some yeah. people's sort yes. of uncomfortableness around uh-huh. um, uh, saying that, around sort of self-diagnosis is what we're talking about, isn't it? Yeah. And I think a lot of people's uncomfortableness around self-diagnosis is um, because they see it as this medical thing and they see it as a thing that needs to be sort of gatekept. And, and, that's, and actually the, the, the medical diagnosis is a very flawed process you know uh-huh. I, I am formally diagnosed but i am yeah. also self-diagnosed because i've looked at my you know I mean? right like, so you so. were you did, did you self-diagnose your, and then got a formal diagnosis later kind well of probably uh, like you know as part of that whole process i realized it was who i was yeah you know? um and uh i had like an informal diagnosis as a teenager and then a formal diagnosis as an adult right um but you know my my own sort of reading and looking and thinking about my life and what working out what works for me and what's going to make me better in my work and in my life and uh-huh. in comedy or whatever like um it's been much more meaningful than you know the the day i spent with someone with you know a trained whatever it was psychologist psychiatrist yeah um and uh that you know i think a sort of to me, that's more meaningful than the formal diagnosis. Was it um, quite freeing realizing it, kind of thing? Was it? Yeah, it was. It was. A, it was a head fuck because my. So this is the conversation I had with my mother five six years ago. She uh-huh. said to me, "Have I ever told you that you're autistic?" And I said, "No, you've never told me about that. What are you talking about?" Right. And uh, she said, "Yeah, we've known since you're a child." And I said, "Well, why didn't you tell me this?" Um, and she said, well, we used to say you're, like, differently wired, didn't we? And I said, well, I didn't really... I just thought that was, like, being different. Yeah. And then she said, why did you think that I used to run that support group for parents of autistic children? Right. <laughs> and, uh, and then it all started to add up. I thought, yeah, it was weird that my mum used to do that, you know? Um, so, yeah, so it was like... A and was that... She, did she not want to tell you because she did earlier? Because she didn't want to give think, you the label well, or whatever? She or? says um, that her and my dad had a conversation with me. I had a lot of mental health problems as a teenager. Right. And they'd had a conversation with me where it was like, given this sort of form, informal diagnosis, and they said, we, you know, we think we should put forward four diagnosis, and I didn't want uh-huh. it. I don't yeah. remember this conversation, but, right. you know, I, I don't know. Who am I to call my mother a liar? Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I think, like... But again, you know, that, like... the 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 model when I would have had that diagnosis was different you know it was the medical model there wasn't um we weren't talking about neurodiversity then yeah we yeah. were talking about autism as an illness people have yeah um so i think that there was a period where i was sort of annoyed that you know that i felt like this hadn't been had been sort of kept from me but at the same time like the only model there was to make reference to at that time was one where you had something wrong with you, which is fundamentally not uh, what I believe. Um, what would be considered more extreme or 
Well, I know it's not so much extreme, but as in what you'd think of as autistic. No, so I, the, just or, or, just in terms of like the so I, I so I, I guess that the old model is that people have autism. That's a thing they yeah, have, you know. Yeah. And it may be of different severities, you know, uh-huh. and that people have it. Whereas my model, I would look at it is that people are autistic, and that's part of the diversity that we have in in the world. Is is you know that some people are autistic and and some some people are not, and people are autistic in different ways. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so I, I you know when this comes when I was a teenager, the only model you could look to, you know, we're all sort of like trying to work ourselves out. And we're looking yeah, to models yeah. in the world and going, well, what do I fit this identity? Do I fit this identity? Whatever. The only identity there was back then was a thing you have wrong with you. Uh-huh. That was the only identity which you could uh-huh. look to. Whereas now we have this new identity of neurodiversity. Of this is a thing I am. This is a different yeah, way yeah. of being. This is a, a, a way where. I could structure the things around me in a better way so that my life is better. And that is, like, a model that has helped me as an adult a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I get, you know, like, the social model of disability, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's helped me a lot, but that didn't sort of exist in the mainstream when I was a teenager. So there, it's easy for me now to think, oh, if I'd known I was autistic when I was 13, my life would have been so much easier. Yeah. But actually, the 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 model which I would have had to grab for would have been that medical model and I would have grown up thinking there was something wrong with me that wouldn't right. have been able to be cured, okay. you know? And that's not what I believe. Because I'd say from the other perspective, I'd say there's always... Like, yeah, I'd see it like that, but the opposite way, in that I've always thought there's something different about me mm. or something wrong with me, but I don't see it, you know. Mm. And then the freedom to understand, oh, I think it's because I'm autistic, do you know what I mean? And, yeah. And, and originally I wasn't... You know, and I've got the diagnosis of ADHD, which I've had, but that doesn't quite answer everything for me, you know? And yeah, at the end yeah. of my Anna show, I talk about how, as Anna talking to me about, uh, you know, that I could never communicate with people properly. I couldn't quite reach people. I didn't quite know how to mm. deal with social situations. And I've sort of said that's ADHD in it, but I actually think it's more autism, really, if I'm, the more I look into it. Yeah, you know? that's why I like the term neurodivergent, because I yeah, think it's I, I, I sort of maybe started crass and make sort of comparisons with like sexuality, but I think mm-hmm. lots of people no, are sort is, of yeah. like um, finding that sort of very boxed in ideas of um, sexuality aren't working for them, so they're looking for more sort of umbrella yeah. terms. And I, and I think that neurodivergence like that because it's, it's for me it's quite helpful. Um, I look because yeah, the, 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 the definition of autism and autistic. I've read Neurotribes, which I'd really recommend people read by oh, Steve right. Silberman. Okay, and the, it's a history of autism and autistic people yeah and um uh the, my real takeaway from it was just how that definition the definitions of it have been written not by us but by people outside us right. and people who maybe don't have our interests at heart uh-huh. um, and that's how that definitions have been written f- through history um and uh-huh. uh so, so you know whether or not you sort of fit i've met someone who, who was told they were two-thirds autistic you know there's three criteria they got two of the three you know right. well, what does what does that mean for that person in their life yeah you know? and, and i think neurodivergence is quite nice as a sort of inclusive umbrella term yeah um because then we can go well yeah that's what we are you know my, my brain works in a way that's different to you, the main have you thing. ever used it because i feel like with the comedy you come out and you and i was watching a thing you were talking on a podcast maybe about how you're always you know autistic it's just within comedy it's it's sort of accepted when you're on... Do you know what I mean? Like, as in you're the same person, you're just kind of... Yeah. Um, well, it, it works... Just that conversation works a lot better for me. That's a conversation which I can... I mean, we all have this in comedy, don't yeah. we, where people will go, oh, you're so brave doing comedy. Yeah. And you're like, but... but well, no, because it's not brave to me, because I know how... That's to, who like, I am. That's works. what I talk yeah. about. And, yeah, like, totally. And, and 
it, you know, so I'm still in this place where I'm like, was that okay? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Where I right. sort of feel like, was that all right? What I just because when but when I comedy, first started doing it, yeah, this yeah. new kind of comedy I'm doing, and I think sometimes I'm falling back on talking like Anna, and sometimes I'm falling back on almost being a bit arse, not arse, but a bit like that aggressive with the crowd a little mm. bit because I've in a kind of like I'll attack you before you attack me type way. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Not yeah. attack, but kind of you know. Just uh, pick on someone for one of a better. Yeah. I never, th- I don't like to think of it as picking on someone, but I like to think it's chatting. But you know, I mean, I don't know. I would sort of put on a thing, and it's like this wrestle inside myself. But there's been where I've been doing these work in progress. It's like at the Bill Murray and stuff, and I feel like cleansed because I'm just talking mm. how I actually, and and it's like I can't believe people are listening, <laughs> and people are like, yeah, it's great, you know, like or just into it. Mm. It's wonderful. Have you ever used it like in situations? Because I feel like it using it quite a lot in situations where there's sort of thing that would stress you out but it's a normal everyday thing like something on a train or something like that or or i don't know what you know affects you in that way but like um uh where you just say i just kind of want to say sorry i'm i'm neurodiverse i don't want to have this conversation (laughs) do you know what i mean Um, like in certain like the things like I'm gonna because there's like, expectations, isn't there? Like that kind of you know, smile more is a classic one, or like you yeah. Know, and I, I think I've, a lot of the sort of vagueness of like, particularly in this industry of um, I talked about in my latest show, but like people go, oh, great joker coming for a chat, you know, it's the thing like someone someone from a production company has come to see you go, oh, come in for a chat. Yeah, I hate. I'm like, well, I want to know what we're going to talk about. Yeah, like, the like, and I'm trying to. Um, be better at being like can you just give me an idea of what things we want to talk about and that's such like a small thing and i know from the outside that's not a big deal but um it's massive it's massive in your own head though isn't it like i did um a a thing the other day and there was just loads of information they were sending me Mm. and it's like a radio job um was it because of that was it was something to do with getting picked up and where it was going to be and i said you i can't and I wouldn't normally do this. I'd just stress out and freak out about it and not be able to look yeah. at it and and just probably forget about it and then be late or whatever, you know. But I was like, you can't send it like this. I don't understand what you're saying. <laughs> do you know what I mean? It's too much information. Um, can you can you make for, it simpler for me? Yeah. Or just make it clearer? Because um, from the outside, I can see that's a very acceptable thing to ask. Uh-huh. You know, to say, can you just tell me exactly where I'm going to wait for the... You know, and I'll send an email saying, oh, yeah, you wait at this place for the taxi and they'll take you... Yeah. yeah, like and break it down to something simple. But like when it's your own sort of you know access needs, it feels like it feels much more difficult to ask those things. So you think I, I felt good asking for it, but he replied like, "Oh well, your agent didn't tell me anything about this." And I thought, oh, I don't think that's okay. <laughs> He's yeah, a very but, nice guy, yeah. but I'm like, well, it's not like. But because then you're kind of turning into a like. Oh, by the way, I, I have be careful with him. He's a bit autistic. Do you know what I mean? It's yeah. almost like turning you into a. And it's like, no, I'm just trying to tell you. Yeah. This is how my brain works. Yeah. And it's easier if you don't... It was like a real, like, spreadsheets, and it was, like, very complicated, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> just, Did you say ADHD or, or...? I just... I said neurodiverse, so I just right. say neurodiverse because I'm... With with the autism, I am, like, I part of this podcast is it, I sort of wanted to document my journey in it, mm. um, into it, but having ADHD, I, like, have done nothing about it. <laughs> I, like, start to... Um, go down the route of getting a diagnosis and then sort of forget. Right. Do you yeah, know what I mean? It's, yeah, quite, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. quite a lot you have to do yeah. nowadays. I guess probably because a lot of people are doing it. 
Um, I mean, it's, other... quite, it's quite an upsetting process because because it of that, because yeah. it's all based on what's what people perceive to be wrong with you, and that is uh-huh. the the diagnosis model still. Mm-hmm. So, like the in order to get that diagnosis, you have to like show all. Oh, here's all the times when I struggled and was oh, it's unhappy. like prove it then. Come on then, prove yeah. it. And that's what I feel. The vo- that guy going sort your brain out. It's that guy a bit yeah, in my head yeah. sort of going. It's like you're being tested. You know, show us your papers then. Do you know yeah. what I mean? It's like, and that's a bit actually probably why I feel a bit eggshelly talking to you about autism, just because not because of you, but just because um, I feel a bit. Am I getting this wrong? Do you know what I mean? On some level, even talking. But I think about we're all it. good. I think everything written or said about neurodiversity now in ten years' time is going to be yeah. dated, and so I think we just yeah, have to like possibly, yeah. embrace that fact that everything is. You know, we're just doing our best to to sort of progress the conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, because yeah, even the most sort of clued up person, is, their ideas are going to date. I think. Yeah, probably. It's quite thrilling though. Do you find it quite thrilling? Yeah, I think it's really. I think there's so many. It's, it feels like one of the things where there's still big questions that haven't been worked out at all. I think in a lot of other sort of sort of the big ideas are sort of quite established. But you know, we have these. Yeah, I, I say neurodivergent. Like you know, we have this term and and like. But it's a very broad term, but it's been born out of, like, I guess, like, the autistic rights movement. Yeah. But it's, it applies to so many different what, Neurodiversity, people. yeah, sorry. Has it? Well, that's Jesus. where, yeah, I guess the language right. comes from, like, yeah. predominantly the autistic rights oh, movement. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Um, but actually includes a lot of different people. Um, so then what, what's that going to look like in, in the future, you know? And, yeah. and, and how, um, you know, are people going to want to... Yeah, you know, someone who's has borderline personality disorder is going to be very mm-hmm. different to my experiences. And and you mm-hmm. know, going forward, are we? You know, what what is that movement and that discussion going to going to look like? Are we going to be? You know, is it going to merge into one big discussion, or is it going to be separate things? I and- think you're absolutely right about the the um, comparing it with the with the sexuality sort of movement and stuff as well. Because I do feel a bit like I am what I am now. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Mm. I do have that quite thrill of sort of going no this is who i am it's mm. great i was my in my yoga class the other day which i adore and it's very helpful for my brain i think right but um they did say something about breathing i'm talking about breathing and they said breathing can reverse some things like diabetes and uh adhd there's that book in my wife's i didn't the, say the anything book about breath it. and um oh, right. reverse adhd yeah book. and oh. i felt a little bit i often get i did you know what i mean i'm not someone who really gets offended at all, if I'm honest about myself. No. I sometimes get offended, uh, you know, not for other people in that way, but, like, uh, by just people being horrific. But, like, um, but it was, it's often delayed. So, like, it's, like, on the way home, I'm like... Hold on, oh, I was offended. Well, that's sort of saying you're trying... <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's very much like that. I think in French it's called L'Esprit de Scalier. Wow. Which I got I like from that. a comic book, The Spirit of the Stairway, Andrew. Oh, um, so I forgot you were there then, Andrew. <laughs> I like to just give him little facts, you know, because he's only young. But, um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, and I suddenly thought, oh, and there was this slight... I mean, I've got a big affiliation with the X-Men, you know, and it's right. very nerdy and awful. Yeah, yeah. But I totally... I definitely can see how, why uh, uh, people of, uh, you know, uh, um, uh, people who are neurodiverse or people whose sexuality is not, you know, the heterosexual whatever do go towards that sort of thing because it is this kind of like accepting broad world you know Mm. um 
and there is that within the X-Men, there is this whole thing, we're mutants, you're trying to change us. Do you know what I mean? You, why can't we be who we are? And I sort of came away with that feeling a little bit. And I, and it made me sort of question the whole ADHD thing. I was like, because it is a fucking problem. Like it is, like even talking to you now, today I've gone a bit like, like, shit, I haven't properly thought about this or anything. <laughs> I listened to a news agent's podcast on the way here. Right. Do you know what I mean? And then I'm like, but, so it is a problem. It is a issue. And I'm not like trying to go, yeah, it's actually a superpower, you know, because I find that stuff a little bit disingenuous sometimes because it is really, it makes my life very difficult. Mm. But now I've totally bought into it and not bought into it, but, you know, accepted it and and living it. And I feel like, oh, you're trying to reverse me. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, if yeah. I breathe properly, I'll be reversed. It's a bit... I mean, I guess I don't... I, she's I, a lovely person. I think she just means... I think she actually just means the symptoms, the stressful well, things that's, of that's getting That's also the baseline, isn't it, of, like, what most people, like, are taught. You know, if you're taught mm. this is an illness people have and it's really sad for them... Yeah. ...then, like, why would you think different? You know, it's not like... Yeah. It, it's, it's not people being hateful as such it's just people being no I don't think it's like a Nazi type thing (laughs) I hope not although (laughs) there is that weird Venn thing with wellness and quite right wing (laughs) ideas that's coming out nowadays I'm always like please don't say anything (laughs) I love this class please don't say anything that makes me not able to come again but um, I um, I just thought back to the whole foreskin thing and I'm sorry about that but a powerful start image it was was quite an image a powerful image Andrew (laughs) Did you come away quite aroused? Aroused. Yeah. <laughs> do you do, there must be like image. artists who listen to this that could do a painting. One I'm of sure our, there I are. Podcasts with Abigail Shimon. Yeah, I know. I, I've, I've um, listened. We had a listener great. that did a painting of me that was very powerful. Oh, lovely! Do you think that one of your listeners. I'm sure I'd like someone to do that. As Actually, a man, as a foreskin, but you with emerging. Colin emerging yeah, as yeah. a penis. Yeah. So would I have be like bald with a split, or I would think I? So. Yeah, yeah. That's how. That's how I imagined it. Yeah. A spurting, a spurting penis? Possibly. I was writing a little speech problem that says, ironically, I'm circumcised. <laughs> <laughs> it's done. It's there. Yeah. All the challenge is thrown yeah. down. Yeah. I was going to ask a much more boring thing that they do. I've sort of set up this series as if it's like a, a fantasy trek through a world of neurodiversity. Right. Which I now think is the cheesiest, most awful thing. <laughs> like, but I thought someone could do a map of that. Oh, I've like the swamps yeah. of sadness... <laughs> The minds of misinformation and all this. But anyway, but I think me emerging from the Anna foreskin yeah. is much more visceral and real, as Anna would say. Mm. It's very Francis Bacon. <laughs> that's like, yeah, like per- the, um, slightly pervy of Francis the Bacon. Like, uh, the long grey things, but like that, yeah. The Screaming Pope. Is that what? No, yeah, that's, that's, what's the what's it? I was imagining the Screaming Pope, oh, but, okay. but up dick. But yeah, yeah. That's also very. Uh, I yeah. referenced Francis Bacon mm. in, a, in a gig at The Forge the other day. Mm. And um, it was going quite hard. It was quite a hard gig. I sort yeah. of went out a bit. I felt like I went to ADHD. Like right. I came out like, hey, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> I, think, like, I, would, I just had loads of code. Yeah, out. well, I, end, I don't know. There was a man sat behind me. And I, one thing that Anna's definitely given me is just like constantly referencing where everyone is in the room. So mm. Anna, as Anna, I always used to go, why are you sat there? That's a stupid place to sit. <laughs> so I could still do that as me. Mm. And he did look like this painting, this Francis Bacon painting of, it's like a couple in bed with these two sort of naked men with glasses just watching them. It's the creepiest painting. I, Francis Bacon but I referenced it. Isn't he? It's just so... Um, oh, my God. There's something so... You just saw... Have you been to his studio in Dublin? No. It's, it's, you go, you, I've yeah, been to you Dublin and I loved it. That's the reason to go back. He, like, he was trying to 
find something, wasn't he? You know, do you know what I mean? Try, trying to find just answers. To, yeah, like inside trying to himself. say something that when you rewatch yeah. the painters, there's almost there's almost like a sort of like weird sort of like like they're not completely finished because I know slash yeah yeah yeah, yeah like where you're like oh he's almost touched on. The most oh, do you think that's thing, what it is like, that he hasn't? He's trying to dig out, dig it, and it just he hasn't always quite... feels like he had something inside him that he needed to get out. If you go to a studio, it's a fucking mess. Like it's just oh, wow. so chaotic, yeah. and um, there's like a you go. It's like been lifted up piece by piece from. I was in London, I think it was, and taken to Dublin, yeah. where I think it was born. Right, and like, and it, there's a quote where it says the chaos in my. Oh, studio. they lifted the whole studio and put it in Dublin. From I London. think it was each item was itemized and put back exactly in its place, and it's <laughs> it's it's um. It's, it's really, I mean, it's very, very messy, but um, oh, it's uh, it's an incredible thing. You know, it's quite moving. Cause yeah, you that he was, you know, very unhappy person. Oh, was he very um, disturbed? Do you think oh, with you... a lot of, and again, I don't think this is a stupid thing to say, but I certainly think it's about my old family, hmm. as in, as in, not my, you know, as in the family I've come from, right. <laughs> the, the Brotherhood of Man, <laughs> as a, <laughs> the Animal Kingdom, actually, yeah, right, humanity. Yeah. No, yeah. I mean my, my actual family. <laughs> Right. I get nervous talking about them because it feels, I don't know, I, I feel like I have to talk about them because they're obviously part of my story, but I feel like... Anyway, I can see a lot of... <laughs> when it's like other family, it sounds like... It sounds like I've got like two families. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, my... Um, Your parents and siblings. My parents and siblings. Right. That's what they're called. Yes, That's what yeah. they call themselves. Yeah. <laughs> but they... There's a definitely a lot of neurodiversity amongst them mm. that has been untalked about, undiagnosed and stuff, and I think caused a huge amount of pain that it wasn't diagnosed. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I think As that's in, the interesting I thing. Think... I think that, like, so much of the struggle uh-huh. comes from... Like, so, the, the, for me, the big task for all of us is to separate... Um, what it is to be neurodivergent mm-hmm. and what it is to be neurodivergent in a world that isn't accepting and that puts neurodivergent people down, you know? So, like, yeah. um, uh, you, lots, you know, you may, as an ADHD person, have had experiences of, like, uh, you know, people saying, oh, you're, you're useless or whatever, like, well, I, I didn't, yeah. that sort of thing. And that can affect... Late almost, and messy and scary. Yeah, 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 and, and that can yeah. affect people's self-esteem, but it's yeah, not an yeah. inherent part of having ADHD, having low self-esteem, yeah. but because the world is very unkind to yeah, people. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, you know, the same with, with sort of... Um, I think there's loads of sort of autistic things where, you know, I think of these things as being... Um, uh, yeah, as, 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 as being... Um, Oh, we think of them as being autistic traits, but actually they're the traits of being autistic in a world that treats you a certain way. Yeah. And they sound like the same thing. But Do you mean the traits as in things like mental health issues, like depression yeah. and things like and that? Yeah, and even yeah. just like... Oh, um, 100%. And, and they... My, but even a lot of like some... I don't have like as much... Some, I've autistic people, to some extent I might need for like order and like, you know, or like I like... I always like to... When I'm doing a gig, I like to know who else is on the yeah, gig, yeah. you know, and I, yeah, I have yeah. to do a... Th- a, a, a rehearsal thing last mm-hmm. week and I didn't know who was going to be on and I felt that quite stressful mm-hmm. um, and uh, but is that an autistic trait or is that because I've had loads of experiences where I haven't where I've said the wrong thing and I've been mm-hmm. told off for saying the wrong thing mm-hmm. and now I'm hyper vigilant to it so I like to know who's going to be there so I can have a few things I might be able to say to them or talk to them about and I can sort of rehearse that a little bit. Right, do you so, do that? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I've started to do that kind of thing. So, so yeah. is that like do you know what I mean? So, so mm. is my need to know what's going to happen, is that an autistic trait? Or is it like almost, I don't want to use the term trauma response, but, you know, almost like the response to like lots of times when I was growing up, people said, you said the wrong thing, or I, like I bump yeah. someone on the street and say something weird and then I sort of like think they would, they'd sort of 
be oh god or yeah i had it yes i get it in certain places like the gym <laughs> talk about, right, about yeah. the gym don't i but where, where i feel like i said something because i'll uh, yeah well like you saying about being on stage comedy it's okay if you're where well, you're literally paid to be funny you have to mm. be funny if you're not funny you're in trouble yeah um yeah. but like there you're sort of you can be being funny with people well. lifting serious yeah. weights yeah yeah and then but uh, just a look which that look might actually just be like they didn't hear me but yeah. I'll take away as like God, they hate me, and 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 then in my brain it quite quickly goes to they they want to destroy me yeah. sometimes. Do you know what I mean? When if I'm not we feeling had, we healthy. Had, um, <laughs> uh, Beck Hill on our podcast, we did a live uh, podcast, and uh, this this of me is such like just sums my whole life up. Where I went, I'll have to speak to you because last time I saw you. Uh, you said this and I said this really weird thing and this is why I said this weird thing yeah and she was like I have no recollection oh god <laughs> really and I said well I've thought about it every day oh you day can just since. carry it around forever <laughs> can't you yeah yeah oh it's so it's so but tough it's, uh... um, I mean you know, my, you know my family members will go on for the old family you know mm. not yeah, the new yeah. one but they, <laughs> the ones in the attic yeah the ones in, but they'll get like one little thing and it, I'll like, know please can we have some food there'll be something okay. else yeah yeah just feed us yeah. Colin <laughs> <laughs> but I do my shows for them and they love it. Yeah. Know? No, no. But um, they, they get to a... No, there'll be one thing. And I'll know because they won't properly respond in in WhatsApps or something. Mm. And it'll turn out to be one tiny thing that I said that they completely misconstrued. Yeah. And they've had months of it. Do you know what I mean? But I, I think they've battened down the hatches so much in there. But weirdly, they're aware of autism and they think they are as well. But they can't make the leap to going, that's okay, and I'm going to, you know... It's very hard. It's yeah, almost... It's it's, hard you know this whole sort yeah. of thing, if you're glad to be gay type yeah, thing yeah. that happened in the 70s? Uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> it, I mean, when did gays pop up? <laughs> <laughs> well, I, thought, I thought you meant... What's the gay thing? <laughs> specifically that album. The yeah, album that it was heard. the 70s, yeah. wasn't it? But I, I feel a bit like that, and I, I sometimes I look at them and I think... And and also they get into like traps, you know, like Daily Mail and traps and sort of obsessions yeah. and conspiracies and all that stuff. Yeah. And I'm like, all this would go away. <laughs> I, and that's very probably wrong of me to assume that I know, but I just the, I can just picture a world where all that stuff will go away, all this stuff they carry in because they just go, oh, I'm autistic, and that's okay. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And they sort of know that. they I are and say they are, but they won't. They, they, that's like if you're autistic, you'll be locked up. Basically, is the way they. That yeah, is what they've yeah. got stuck in I think also the, like, there can be that sort of way you've lived your whole life that way. I think even for, for like a, you know, and I'm, I'm mm. aware of it, so I'm, I can chip, but for like mm. younger, I'm very jealous of younger people who are able to be themselves yeah. more. Yeah. And like, it's easy to have that impulse to be like, fuck you, I fucking suffered like sharp. <laughs> you know what I mean? And that's such yeah. a horrible impulse, but that I think is, and I think if you're someone who sort of, you know, is is sort of a lot older. It, it could be difficult to be open to the idea of being oh, yourself. God, you spent yes. a whole life sort of going, well, I've got bio right, actually. I've got, you know... And it's like pushing a rock up a hill, isn't it? Yeah, Trying yeah. to just get to that point. You it's know? like pushing a rock up a hill and then being told, oh, you don't need to push that. No, you can just... Uh, yeah, it's fine. Yeah, yeah. I had a thing once. There's just one thing that always makes me think back to it is when I was a kid. And I remember I used to, you're wearing a pulp t-shirt, which is lovely. I am, yeah. And I, I oh my god, I said, so there's one of my like coming out as Jarvis Cocker. I don't know, like you, not coming out. <laughs> is Jarvis Cocker a sexuality now? 
I, I think it's on the list, yeah. It's on the list. Approved. Jarvis Cocker was, for me, someone... Oh, I would say, broadly, I'm heterosexual. Yeah. Jarvis Cocker someone who made me very confused growing up. Really? Yeah. Um, he's, he's a magical man. Um, oh, the, 100%. The, the, but, that... but I wanted to be him, and mm. I, I went out for the first time I made. We went to the cookie club in Nottingham. We were mm. 15, and I wore my grand's glasses on my head. Because right. I used to wear... And I found these old pair of glasses. And it was just like, fuck, I can be this guy. I yeah. can be this... Do you know what I mean? And playing around being that person. And then I started to wear it. So it's six, then got in sixth form and just started to wear them going in school. You know, I could wear these, the more outrageous I could be. Yeah. And it was like, I, could, I was wearing like lycra tops that were like lime <laughs> green, stuff like that. And I remember this, this like, uh, um, they're in the year below me. And it's always stuck in my head. And it was a, a lad and his a girlfriend walking behind me. And, and I sort of knew them both. Well, I knew her. And I, you know, like, I thought we were friends, you know, that kind of thing. We walk around talking about me. And I remember it really stuck in my head. They're like, it's like he's taking the piss out of us, isn't it? I always remember oh. saying that. And that's always stuck in my head. And I'm like, oh, if I, if I express myself, I'm taking the piss out of you. Do you know what I mean? It's, yeah. They were really, and they were just like muttering about me the whole way up this hill <laughs> to school. Well, what and I'm they... like, I don't, they're just you... really like, fuck you, you know, look at him wearing oh. them fucking clothes. It's like he's, and it's, and there was like, they're like and talking like oh, like fifty year old Nottingham people as opposed to fifteen year old Nottingham right. people, but just sort of going, you know. And I remember him going, "It's like he's taking the piss out of us, isn't it?" And everyone went, "Yeah." Who's the us? Us, as in as normal in young people. people, right? That's funny. Taking like it. as in by wearing by dressing up, you're making fun of humanity. Yeah. Wow. And I think that's stuck in my head. I'm not saying that's... That's sort of a wonderful thing, though, isn't it? I think that's really beautiful. That's what I want to do. Is it beautiful? I want to take that... piss out of, of human beings. Yeah. <laughs> like, be like a parody of, like, uh, like a satirical drawing of a human. <laughs> that's what I want to be. Yeah. Uh, the Pope Land, so you, do you think you would, like, try and take hold of that, like I'm trying to do with Sort Your Brain Out? That's quite a... Yeah, I am. Yeah, I like that. Um, I'm making fun of human beings. But also, it's so like the idea that the two things can't coexist. There can't right. be people that are walking around in their umbro jumpers and people walking around in a lycra green top. Yeah, yeah. You can't have those two things. If you're doing that, you're taking the piss out of hers. And I get really freaked out by all Brexit type, do you know what I mean? And sort of GB News type thinking because I feel like, I don't know, I, I feel sort of persecuted for my existence by that stuff. But maybe that's going too far. I don't, I, I've gone too far, Andrew. I've gone too far. Abort. <laughs> um, I I, uh, I agree. Answer yes. that. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. The line that was the most was so important to me in Pulp was in yeah. Miss Shapes, where he says, "The future that you've got mapped out is nothing much to shout about." Wonderful. And like that was just like a, a, a moment for me. Going, well, I was like, "Fuck!" Like that's like I've got to be. I am an outsider. I've got to be embrace it. Yeah, I've got. I've got to like not you know mm. be the sort of you know can't do a nine to five. I can't you know have like the sort of like normal life. Um, and uh, wait, I saw him saw Pulpit Latitude, and I was so ready oh. for that line because that was like a life changing line. Oh. And just as he's about to say, it, a woman like to goes, "Oh, can I get past, please?" Right in front of me. So angry. Oh man. <laughs> yeah, I saw them at. Was it a latitude that time? And at, right at the end, I think it was actually just Jarvis, but right at the end he went, I know there's a song you all want to hear. You've all come to hear one particular song and we can't go about doing it. Okay, <laughs> one last time, right? And everyone's like, <gasps> the whole crowd are like, you know. And he, common people. You know, oh, he did do common well, people? Well, that's what we're thinking. We're all right. excited. And he goes, okay, so here we go. One last time. And then he goes, I've got to ask you something. And we're all like, <gasps> and he goes, 
have you got the eye of the tiger? And then they did the eye of the tiger. Wow. <laughs> As in, it's the eye of the tiger. It was one of the funniest moments. That is, I've seen Bjork do He's a so funny. Thing. I saw Bjork at Wilderness, and at right. the end she goes... She does, like... She's doing all her weird, like, filmic-type sort of cinematic stuff. Yeah. It's, it's not a festival set, but it's fucking yeah. incredible. Right. Um, and, uh, and at the end she goes, I'm going to do one more song. It's a quiet song. In fact, you could say it's so, so quiet. <laughs> and everyone goes, yeah! And uh, she just does a quiet song. She's like, a quiet <laughs> song. <laughs> Wonderful. Well, I feel like this was fun. Yes, I really this enjoyed podcast, it. This yeah. podcast, it started like a big foreskin. I feel like gradually a piece Now we are, we're emerging. Yeah. I'm, regretting, I'm regretting saying it. I'm regretting going back to it. Yeah. But, Joe, maybe one time you could come back. I would love that, yeah. Because yeah, yeah, I feel like we've Europe barely that's... scratched the surface. We have, yeah. You yeah. know, I started a bit edgy today. <laughs> I feel a bit like that. Do you know what I mean? A bit, a bit off. But next time... We'll, With the penis we'll, material. Yeah. <laughs> I like the Imagine idea. if I spent hours idea. writing that the night before. It's like, this is going to kill. Yeah. It's wonderful. Well, enjoy your corporate. Thank you. Cheers. All yeah. right. Thanks a lot, Joe Wells. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Into the Neuroverse with me, Colin Holt. That was produced by Comedy Kerfuffle with music by Eyes on Legs. Now, please, this is the good bit. You must subscribe on your podcast platform of choice, leave us a review on Apple, and recommend the show to all your friends, especially people who you think desperately need it but they don't know yet. If you'd like to keep the show going, you can support us at patreon.com slash Colin Holt, give a little bit of money and that keeps the whole thing flowing. Follow us at Neuroverse Pod and at Colin Holt Comedy. Bye. Sort your brain out. Baby, sort your brain out. It's crazy, sort your brain out. And let the sun shine in. Sort your brain out. Lady, sort your brain out. Crazy, sort your brain out. Don't let the bad guys win. Sort your brain out, sort your brain out, mate. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.